Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land, and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support CanadaLand. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a CanadaLand supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. comes with a 20-year warranty. And a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Sonos, makers of smart speakers, including the Sonos One. I've got a couple of those. Also, the Sonos Beam, the new Sonos Beam. This is a smart, compact soundbar for your TV. It is Amazon Alexa enabled. It plays nicely with your other Sonos speakers, and you can pre-order it now. Pre-order the Sonos Beam at Sonos.com and start your home sound system today. About two years ago, I started pointing it out every time I saw the picture. I saw the picture a lot. You've seen it too. It's a picture of a man shot from a low angle. He looms over us like a giant. He's got a scraggly beatnik goatee. He's wearing a poncho and a bandana. And protruding from his mouth is a comically large, hand-rolled spliff. It is an impractical spliff. It is a giant novelty spliff. Thick plumes of smoke waft from it, rendering hazy the the blurry object in the background. What is that? Is that? It is. It's the Peace Tower. He is smoking a giant novelty spliff right on Parliament Hill, 
He's doing drugs at the seat of the federal legislature. The guy in this picture just does not care. He is loving it. His eyes are closed in ecstasy. He hauls on that epic blunt for eternity. His moment of bliss has been captured and used thousands and thousands of times. His picture is used in news stories. Stories about the annual 420 cannabis event in Ottawa, where it was taken. Yes, of course, that. But, but also stories about cannabis legislation, stories about medical marijuana, stories about sex and science and finance, any topic and every topic, as long as it has something to do with weed. Somebody has put a giant novelty spliff pick on it. One day I realized it's not always the same guy. The composition is always the same. Low angle, scraggly goatee, peace tower in the background, epic spliff. But the guy's face is not always the same. His clothes, the blunt itself, these things change. There are many versions of this same picture. And they are not all taken by the same photographer. Multiple photojournalists have recreated this exact same image with different smokers many times over the years. That's when I got serious. What the hell is going on here? Who are these guys? Are the pictures staged? Why do photojournalists keep taking the same picture? Are they getting rich off of the royalties from the thousands of uses and reuses? And why does it keep getting reused again and again and again? In recent months, I have been imploring the smokers of these giant novelty spliffs to come forward. I have been asking the public to help me locate them. Then a reporter from Vice made a similar public call. The chase was on. I assigned colleagues to assist me, Canada Land producers Ellen Payne-Smith and Olamide Elanian. We began researching and documenting usage of these photographs, and we soon realized that perhaps the most popular giant novelty spliff photograph in use, well, it's not technically a giant novelty spliff photograph at all. In this picture, perhaps the most popular picture, there is no peace tower. There is no dude. It's a picture of a woman, a very young woman, wearing large, white-framed sunglasses, and a toque. Tendrils of white vapor plume from her parted lips. If she's been smoking a giant novelty spliff, well, it's not in the picture. There's no joint at all in the picture. So how do we know what she's been smoking? Because woven into her toque, in giant block letters, under a row of sativa leaves, is the word weed. Her name is not included in the wire service metadata. She is known, simply, internationally, eternally, as Weed Toot Girl. But who is she really? Does she know that she has come to symbolize weed itself? Did she choose this? Who has done this to her? And why? Well, today these mysteries will be solved. Wait for it. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Jonathan Morrissey, Matthew Gale, Irule Daniel Anderson, Kate Curtis, Douglas Sly, Linnell Anderson, Anne Brocklehurst, and Kate Padden. Uh, my name is Kate Padden, and I'm a creative director from LaSalle, Ontario. I support Canada Land because you make knowing what is going on in Canada and the world fun. But seriously, I like that it's all the information you need wrapped up in a quirky little package with a giant Beware content sticker. This episode is also brought to you by the founding sponsor of Canada Land, the first company to ever sponsor us, FreshBooks, the Canadian makers of the world's best cloud accounting software. 
I think that FreshBooks is good for a lot more than just invoicing. I kind of feel like there's this concept of agency that I became familiar with as a freelancer that your agent can ask for things you can't. You can't say, I'm worth more, so I'd like you to increase my fee by 25%. But if you have an agent, you say, oh, that's great. I'd love to work with you. Speak to my agent. The agent can ask for anything. The agent can say, you're late. Pay up. FreshBooks, part of the ethos of this thing is that it kind of acts like your agent. Rather than you submitting this like made in Microsoft Word invoice, you've got this official looking document. It's got your logo and it's connected to this FreshBooks platform, which is tracking when people open the thing and it's giving you uh, options to pay right now via Visa. You can ask through FreshBooks, send me a deposit for 10%. There's a feature where you can ask for a down payment, a deposit on a contract for a client. But again, agency, it's not like you're asking. It kind of feels like some greater authority is demanding that if you want to work with the supplier, you're going to have to put a deposit down. I feel that on the other end, when people send invoices to me, if it comes through FreshBooks, there's like a third party involved. I'm being watched. What can I tell you? It saves me time. It gets me paid quicker. And you can try it out for free for 30 days when you go to freshbooks.com slash CanadaLand. When they ask you who sent you, tell them CanadaLand did. This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool, doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer. And it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, CAMH. We hear a lot about the opioid crisis. We talk a lot about the mental health crisis. These are serious problems. These problems affect us all. They've affected my life and my community. They're not intractable problems. I don't know what's going to solve them on a policy level, but day-to-day helping people, that's what CAMH does. They do it on the ground when people need help, and they do it through research. The team at CAMH gave our team a tour of their facilities, and we were really just blown away by the incredible, heroic work that they're doing every day. They treat everyone with dignity, and their research is seeking and finding real solutions for everyone around the world. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where no one is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help CAMH treat addiction and build hope. Finally, this episode of CanadaLand is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos makes smart speakers. They make the best sounding smart speakers. There's a bunch of these things out there right now where you can talk to your speaker and tell it what you want. And it's pretty amazing what uh, Amazon Alexa can do. But Why not hear the stuff that comes back at you through beautiful crystal clear speakers that sound wonderful? This is increasingly how people listen to music. It's how they listen to podcasts. It's how you control the lights and and the temperature in your home. And now it is the way you can watch TV and movies because there's the Sonos Beam. This is a smart, compact soundbar for your television. It has easy voice control, 
crystal clear sound, very detailed sound when you listen to movies, shows, when you play video games. Wirelessly connect this to your other Sonos speakers and add this to your home theater experience. You can pre-order a Sonos Beam right now at Sonos.com. Start your home sound system today. Part 1. A Brief History of Giant Novelty Spliff Photography My name is Cy Goldsby, and uh, I'm old. And my son, Jonathan, is, works for Canada Land, is the on- online editor. I got in touch with, with you because um, Jonathan had mentioned that uh, you, were, you were doing an, an article about uh, giant, uh, call them splits, splits, uh, giant joints. And uh, I remember, again, I, I got to go back 40 years. 40 odd years. I remember I was in Vancouver many years ago when everybody, there was a giant joint. It was back in 1971. It was a protest. It was in Gastown, and, and it was a protest against the marijuana law. And uh, the highlight, I guess, if you want to call it that, was they'd be smoky, bringing in a, a giant 10 foot joint, which is actually alfalfa. And then the police moved in on horseback, swimming clubs. And, um, moved everybody out, and a lot of people got hurt that night. Um, It was a mess. It was quite a mess. I think it's possible that that was the first incident in the media of the giant novelty. But quite possibly. The world's first. Part 2. Modern Applications and Economics of Giant Novelty Spliff Photography We're living in the golden age of the giant novelty spliff stock image. Stefan Novakovic at Novakovic TO, April 16th. CBC going all out in the arms race that is giant novelty spliff photos in news reports about legalization. Matt Sleto at Coolopedia, June 20th. Some of these proposed measures will face legal challenges. Zero hashtag cannabis being in your possession, unless medical prescription. WTF? Hashtag MB Polly, hashtag weed to girl, buzz, dank year, emoji, 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 emoji. What the fuck? So employees could use alcohol at office parties, but not hashtag cannabis and store alcohol at work, but can't store cannabis unless it's medical. <laughs> Is the alcohol medicinal? Getting sick of the hypocrisy. Also, hashtag weed to girl, heart Stanfield at heart Stanfield, May 27th. If you look in your heart, you will find the giant novelty spliff was inside you all along. It is inside us all. At A Long Way Down, May 29th. Weed Toot Girl was used for an Ottawa Citizen article on public health's discriminatory bylaws for public consumption. In my opinion, this stereotype sensationalized the topic and detracted from our message. Megan Brown at Nurse M. Brown, May 30th. My name is Justin Tang. I'm a freelance photographer and contributor to the Canadian Press, which is a national newswire service. Yeah, so I've documented a couple 420s. It's a lot to take in, actually, when you arrive at 420, especially as it gets closer to the hour itself of 420. Um, you see a lot of folks spread out on the lawn. It's people of all ages, and sometimes there's people with, uh, I don't know how I should say this, really big, um, really big joints or, or bongs or something like that. 
as a news photographer, we're trying to tell a visual story of what we saw. And often for me, that means I'm trying to make an image that's a quick read, an image that will help convey what the subject is quickly so someone doesn't have to read the caption if, if they're not able to, something that really tells a story. So, so at 420, that's often someone who's doing something a little more out of the ordinary, something, for example, someone who's smoking a huge joint. Uh, when you see someone smoking that comically large joint, you're kind of drawn in. It's fair game to document and fair game to show us something that was happening. There are people that are smoking regular sized joints at 420. Um, yes, there are. Yeah, so the image that I believe is called Weed Toot Girl is a uh, photo of a young woman. And she, I believe it was from 2016. And when I saw her blowing smoke, my eye was immediately attracted to the toque, to the wording on her toque, to the smoke that she was blowing. And it made for a very lively image. In Canada, excluding Quebec, it's legal and you're permitted to photograph or film in a public place. At 420, I have a desire to achieve more consent, whether that's being able to greet someone and tell them who I'm working for, or if it's just acknowledging them uh, with the camera and they're responding with a thumbs up or, or by posing, that's, that's, uh, that's the level of consent that I'd like to achieve. People will respond and let you know when they're not comfortable with being in a photo at 420 or, or anywhere, really. Um, and you, you, when the head goes down, when the hands come up or a shaking of a hand, that's, to me, that's okay. That's not a problem. I don't want to do something that you're not comfortable with. I also aim to photograph people that are of age. There's, there's some folks that are clearly underage, and I do my best to avoid them because they might not have a firm grasp on what it might mean to be published if their images is shown in a news, in a news realm. Yeah, I, th I think it's a fair concern about an image coming back to haunt someone in an environment where the activity isn't fully legal. It might not be prudent to attach someone's name to something, even though they're aware of where they are. Just having their name being searchable isn't necessary, and uh, so I choose not to, to take names unless, unless they're given to me. I would say that I would be wanting to prevent anyone from being ruined in a way that would be outside their control for something that wasn't 100% necessary. I have received one email from an individual who had been photographed at 420 who uh, later regretted that decision. They had emailed threatening legal action. I passed that along to my editor, and uh, I believe the action taken was that the image was taken off the archive. There's misconceptions about whether I'm a millionaire or not from photographing 420. The idea that the photographer whose work has been republished over and over again, that they're making a lot of money off of this is very much incorrect. When shooting an assignment for the Canadian press, for example, there's a flat rate for the assignment. And uh, once the image is on the newswire, it can be downloaded by any of the outlet's clients. And so for example, that's like the CBC or CTV or newspapers like the Globe and Mail. And once those outlets uh, have that image to use, it's very much out of the hands of the photographer. It's very much out of the hands of the wire itself. And photographers like myself, we don't receive any extra pay for the reuse of images when they're shot on assignment. We don't even know when the image is used again. So whether the image is used once or 100 times, I get paid the same. We don't have any say into the reuse of images that are shot on assignment. The clients are able to use those images as they see fit. I think, I think there is always the concern that your images are being used in a way that misrepresents what's at hand. 
for that image to become a placeholder for the entire subject, that's a bit unfortunate. My name is Jag Davies. I'm the Director of Communication Strategy at the Drug Policy Alliance. We're working to essentially end the war on drugs and to shift drug policy uh, from as much as possible out of the criminal justice system and into a more health-based approach. Well, I think we've all seen it before, the stereotypical images of people with giant joints at 420 festivals. We all know lots of people who use marijuana, and we know that most of them look like someone you would see at a bank or at your office. Um, so it's uh, not representative of, reflective of reality. <laughs> I mean, in an otherwise normal news story about marijuana policy, it cuts away to caricature of, of someone who uses marijuana dressed as a giant marijuana leaf or smoking out of a giant bong, smoking a ridiculously huge joint, dressed up in almost like the stoner uniform uh, that the media relies on to, to caricature people who use marijuana. I've noticed the same pictures getting used over and over again. Oftentimes it's the same three or four photos. One in particular that we've always noticed, uh, the girl with weed on her beanie cap. That one has been, it must have been in hundreds of stories. Um, and it's often just the same three or four photos over and over again. And sometimes they get used for years. I've been working in this field for about 15 years. Um, and sometimes I've seen the same photos going back well over a decade. It's quite remarkable how persistent some of the stock photos are. That's just typical for there to be uh, photos of a 420 event in basically almost any article about marijuana policy um, or any oftentimes related issues around drug policy and the drug war. People might find it funny, but it's a pretty serious issue when, you know, there's people still getting arrested for marijuana, particularly in the U.S., every 20 seconds Criminalization creates somewhat of a self-reinforcing cycle of stigma because when something is illegal, people aren't going to be willing to come out publicly and show themselves using a particular drug. Even if the police don't come down to your house and arrest you for coming out in public as a marijuana user, it can have all sorts of implications for your work, your child custody, um, all sorts of uh, different different issues. So it's understandable why people are not often willing to quote unquote come out as a, a drug user. And so really we need to change the images that are used with all drugs. Media outlets continue to use stereotypical stoner images for otherwise serious news stories about marijuana. The Drug Policy Alliance is offering an alternative, stock photos of real everyday people who use marijuana. These photos are open license and free to use for non-commercial editorial purposes, and we hope they'll make the jobs of editors easier and the content more relevant. We feature people using marijuana who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s doing a variety of quote-unquote typical activities. Older male and female couple smoking marijuana in bed. Diverse group of adults smoking marijuana at a barbecue. Young female smoking marijuana with a pipe and playing on a tablet. Diverse group of adults smoking marijuana and playing on their mobile phones. 
like cooking, typing at the computer, enjoying a game with friends, having a barbecue, playing music, watching a movie, practicing yoga, relaxing in bed, sitting quietly on the front porch, all seem like more common ways probably for people to use marijuana than dressing up in a tutu and a marijuana leaf costume and going to a 420 festival. Yeah, if I could say anything to the photo editors of Canada, I would say to think through the ethical implications of the photos that you choose. And if there's a, a piece that's about uh, marijuana policy, it's worth the extra effort to find a photo that's representative of that and that doesn't uh, unnecessarily stigmatize people. And I think that goes for uh, drug coverage in general. There's a long history of uh, very poorly informed drug coverage uh, fueling media hysterias that lead to mass criminalization and incarceration. And so the media has a, a responsibility to do this in a more uh, sophisticated way going forward, both when it comes to mar marijuana and when it comes to uh, opioids and other drugs. Part three, a conversation with Weed Tooth Girl. Uh, my name's Dawson. I'll just leave it at that. And I am the person who's been referred to as Weed Tooth Girl. Dawson, is, it's, uh, it's so good to meet you. It's great to meet you, too. What can you remember about the day that that photograph was taken? Uh, well, quite a lot, actually. I went with... A decent group of friends, like maybe I think there was eight or nine of us, we had a bunch of snacks and a big picnic blanket and we just sat out on Parliament Hill. Uh, it was a gorgeous sunny day, so we were there for pretty much most of the day. And I had, I think, four different people come take my picture just because of the hat. There was live music, there was tons of people. It was a good day. And you knew that they were taking your picture and you were okay with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They asked me, like, can we take your picture? One or two of them asked me for my name. And at the time, I did give them my full name. <laughs> but I didn't think it was going to become as used as it was. And how old were you at the time? Uh, at the time, I was 20. Were you at 420 to make a political statement? Were you there to have fun? Pretty much just to have fun. Uh, me and all my friends smoked weed pretty regularly so it was just you know a big event like you can go smoking on parliament hill and not get in trouble at all so it was just yeah a day to have a good time it was actually kind of funny when we showed up there was all everybody was on one side of the field so we went oh let's go to the other side where nobody's there and the police officers were like oh everyone who's riding has to be on that side and we're like what we're not riding we're just we're just here to sit and smoke and then we realized oh we are technically part of the riot. We're idiots. Let's go over to that other side. Everyone who's rioting? Yeah, they call it a riot because you're protesting. But <laughs> like and if... we're like, we're not rioting. We're just sitting here, you know, peacefully smoking a couple joints. But they qualified us as rioters. So we had to sit over with everybody else. And then by the end of it, they took up the entire both sides of the field. So we could have stayed on the nicer side if we wanted to. That's very Canadian. If you want to riot, sit over here. If you don't <laughs> yeah. wish to riot, go over there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. What was the first time that you saw that photograph of yourself? It came out 
on an online article the auto citizen posted it but it wasn't like the main picture or anything they just wrote an article about the rally that happened and included uh i don't know, probably 20 pictures at the end and mine was just one of them but then the next year on 420 they posted an article on the ottawa sun and that was the front page picture of ottawa sun just talking oh by the way it's 420 again here's some more information about it and since then it's circled a lot more around the media how aware are you of just how widely your photograph is being i've seen it on a lot of articles like online articles my mom actually saw it two different times on cbc's a national they featured it like full screen but i think i've heard of other people saying they see it quite a lot actually and in other provinces and all over the country can i show you a few go ahead I want to ask you to um, read for me the headline and, and the news source, and we'll go through a few here. Okay. <laughs> Teen girls more than twice as likely to smoke weed if they're, pre- if they're pregnant. <laughs> U.S. study. Uh, substance use among Ontario students down, but concerns rise over fentanyl use. Oh, that's CP24. Uh, Everyone agrees driving while high is bad, but what does that even mean? That's the Washington Post. (laughs) It's only bad if you don't smoke regularly. Um, I've never heard that before. Ghana Scoop blog. It's a blog from Ghana. Yeah, okay. So that's being used in Ghana as well. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't even read that. I think that's uh, it's Cyrillic. I think it's Russian. Wow. And something in... Yeah, I think, I think that's Cantonese. So it's really being used all over the world. We got to counting 200 news articles. Oh and then we sort of stopped counting. <laughs> that, um... <laughs> we found articles with your picture in Russian news, Chinese news, Ghana, Macedonia. Okay. Your picture is being used to illustrate articles that have to do with... Marijuana, mm-hmm. but also hard drug use, teen pregnancy. I mean, I'm not really happy at it being used at those things, but not that upset either. It's kind, That's it's awesome. kind of great. It's kind of great. What has what has the impact, if any, been on your life? Well, Is- pretty much nothing. Uh, I have maybe certain people have, like when I'm trying to find certain jobs, they maybe have Googled my name and been able to find that picture. But... It's not like I can't find a job and I haven't had anybody give me a negative reaction to it. Like everybody in my life that I know that I tell about it or that's seen it and comes to me that they've seen it thinks it's hilarious or awesome. My mom says she's oddly proud of me. Uh, (laughs) You know, they haven't had any bad outcomes from it. Uh, But now I'm just extremely surprised. I mean, that's good that nothing bad. I mean, we're aware of other people who have been used in giant novelty spliff photographs mm-hmm. or stoner photographs yeah. where they have objected. You did object to one to one thing on the Internet. Um, a website called Verb posted an interview. They, they said, we have an interview with we, yeah. Weed Took Girl. <laughs> yeah. 
Was that an interview with you? No, not at all. Like it says at the top of their website, like fake news for cannabis connoisseurs or something like that. And so I was like, okay, well, is the whole point of this supposed to be fake? And so I didn't really get it. And I read through it. It just was so far from the truth that it kind of pissed me off. So I asked them to take it down. It was it was a satirical. I'm not sure they intended to fool anyone, but it wasn't necessarily clear to everybody reading it that this was no. Because I had friends find it and read it, and they're like, "Oh, excuse me, how old are you? Like, I thought you were this." Like, it told me they mentioned I think I was in grade ten at the time of the picture being taken. I don't know. So it confused a couple people. And in, in the fake interview, in the fake interview, the fake weed took girl says yeah. I was in grade ten. Yes. The real Dawson. Yes. Was twenty years old when 20, I was twenty. Yes. Yeah. And you don't have the kind of job where it would prevent you from getting a job. No, I wouldn't say so. And especially now that weed is almost legal, yeah. I don't think anyone can really get in my way from being employed just because how many years ago I w- was in a picture. There are other people who have been photographed this way mm-hmm. who later either their parents freaked out or they were unable to get a job or they were objected to just like, it's one thing to show me for what I was doing, which was I was at 420. It's another thing to have me in a story about teenage pregnancy or fentanyl or like a hundred other things that I have nothing to do with. And they've, they've gotten angry and asked the photographs to be removed. Right. It's good news to hear that none of those negative impacts have happened to you. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. And I hope they don't happen in the future. Um, it's kind of weird to see that that one article that mentioned fentanyl use. But I'd like to think that people when looking at the picture don't assume like oh she's in a picture smoking weed so this entire article applies to her as well about fentanyl um but also i've had a lot of people ask me that before like aren't you worried about employers finding this picture and my opinion is if i have an employer that's so against weed i probably don't want to work for them anyways we spoke to another person who works for a drug policy lobby group And they object to the use of these photographs, photographs of people wearing weed paraphernalia, uh, photographs of people smoking huge, huge joints, because they say that that's what stigmatizes. So you don't accept this uh, idea that because you were wearing a weed toque with big sunglasses on and smoke coming out of your mouth at a weed festival that you were contributing to the stigmatization. I might be a little bit. Any other thoughts on on, um, the role that... uh, that this photograph has played in your life? I just think it's weird. Like, it's, it doesn't feel like a real thing that's happening. Like, I don't, just because there's not really any effect on my life, I don't know that it's how far it's gone out there because it hasn't really come back to me. Um, But I'm kind of interested to see now if it will kind of become more of a part of my life now that I've done this little interview. And given my name again. Yeah. Are you sure? I don't want to contribute to any. You're cool with it? Yeah. It's just my first name, right? It's not that common of a name, but it's okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is your Canada Land Show. I hope you enjoyed it. Email me about it at jesse at canadalandshow.com. I read everything that you send me. We are on Twitter at Canadaland. Our website 
is canadalandshow.com. That is where you will find our news articles and hundreds of free podcasts. Our crowdfunding site is patreon.com slash canadaland. The very last episode of Oppo of the season is out this week. It will be a good one. Check it out. This episode of Canada Land is produced by Ellen Payne-Smith, Olamide Alanian, and TK Matunda. Special thanks this week to J.P. Davidson. Syndication of Canada Land to campus and community radio stations across this country for free is handled by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Visit them online at cfuv.ca. If you like what we do, please support us on Patreon. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about Canada land and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures and it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support Canada land. We need you to And so for this month and this month only, you can become a CanadaLand supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's gonna get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.